most traditional brands need to sell their products on Amazon.com, but how do they avoid being devoured by it? Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. Hundreds of millions of buyers shop every day on Amazon.com. It's become an online sales channel that even the biggest name consumer brands can't do without. But there are risks involved in playing with the behemoth from Seattle. If they're not careful, old line product makers could find themselves in competition with Amazon to the point where it becomes the brand that sticks in the minds of consumers. First step towards survival is to understand just what the Amazon marketplace is, according to my guest today, James Thompson, founder and CEO of BuyBox Experts. Co-author of the Amazon Marketplace Dilemma, he is himself a former Amazon executive, so he has deep knowledge of how to ride this particular tiger without getting eaten. We'll talk about how you should go about selling your products on Amazon while maintaining control of your distribution and brand identity. As Thompson says, every brand must have a branding strategy for Amazon. So here is my conversation with James Thompson. James Thompson, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me today, Bob. Given that you are a former Amazon executive yourself and an expert on this topic, I want to ask you, first of all, what are some of the challenges that companies face in initially building a brand on Amazon? So I think it's important to separate out the question to a couple different audiences. You have brands that already exist that find themselves in situations where their brand is now being sold on Amazon. And then you have companies that are trying to build brands specifically for the Amazon customer. Those are two very different types of situations. We see a whole subclass of companies today on Amazon called private label sellers who will build brands just for the purpose of satisfying Amazon customer demands, but they don't sell their products in, in any other type of channel. So I'm understanding from you that you want to talk more about the, the first type of situation where the brand exists outside of Amazon and is now trying to find a relevant home and a relevant strategy for selling their products on the Amazon channel. The important areas for brands to think about, it's important to understand what exactly is this Amazon marketplace. And once you understand what that is, you can understand a little bit more of the challenges that a brand faces. Amazon is an open marketplace. And by open marketplace, this means anybody can show up with your brand of product and start selling it. Whether the company selling your product on Amazon is authorized by your brand to sell it, whether they are in fact authorized to sell in brick and mortar but haven't been explicitly given permission to sell on Amazon, at the end of the day, anybody who has units of your product can start selling it on Amazon. And that creates a lot of interesting conundrums for brands. It is not uncommon for a brand executive to wake up one day and say, oh my goodness, there are a whole bunch of people we don't even know how to identify who are selling our products on Amazon. Who are these people? 
How did our product get there? Why is the pricing on Amazon very different than it is in any other channel? We have an Amazon channel problem. We have to fix this problem. And so once you understand that anybody can show up and start selling your product, then you need to start asking yourself questions around some fairly fundamental issues. And those issues include, what do you do to control distribution of your product? What do you do to control how your brand is represented on Amazon? What do you do to drive traffic to your listings on Amazon so that you get at least your fair share of traffic to your brand versus some other brand that might be doing a better job of putting an Amazon channel strategy together? Let's start with the first question, distribution control. Because anybody can sell your product on Amazon, if you don't have a good idea as to who's got access to your product, I'm talking distributors and retailers, if you don't know who these companies are and you don't have policies in place where you're specifically telling these companies you do or don't have the right to sell our products on Amazon, you do or don't explicitly have the right to divert product to some unknown seller who will then in turn sell on Amazon, it's very common then as a result for a brand to lose control of its distribution. If you lose control of your distribution and let anybody access your product, somebody's going to sell it on Amazon because, hey, your brand is popular and customers on Amazon want it. So if I can find it on Amazon, I will buy it. So we go back to the question then of, do you have a map policy? For a lot of brands, they will put together a map policy, a minimum advertised price policy, where they say, we will put certain stipulations in place with our authorized resellers around what kind of prices they can charge. That's all very nice and well, but it doesn't explicitly address the question of whether or not somebody is selling on Amazon versus selling in their store or on their own website. And so we like to see brands as a very first step. We like to see brands putting together an online reseller policy. This is something that will likely involve an attorney who specializes in trademark law. But if you have an online reseller policy, it will have specific language that says, the following companies do or don't have permission to sell our products on open marketplaces like Amazon. And if you do sell on an open marketplace, you know, we need to know what kind of seller name you're going to operate under. On the Amazon marketplace, you can disguise your identity. You can use a doing business as display name that will make it difficult for the brand to know exactly who is the seller behind the product. And so without an online reseller policy that stipulates who will or won't explicitly have permission to sell on Amazon and specific language that stops a reseller or a distributor from diverting to some other reseller, unless that's in place and you're actively policing that online reseller policy, you're going to be in a position where a lot of people are going to get excited about your product because it's a way to sell yet another widget and make some more money selling those widgets on Amazon. And yet at the same time, the brand itself can elect to directly sell on Amazon without the use of resellers, can it not? And if so, there must be challenges there. In effect, you are competing against resellers who are also offering your product, and so pricing does become an issue there. It is true that a brand can choose to go direct-to-consumer, set up a third-party seller account, and be the seller of record on Amazon. If they choose to do that, then we would certainly encourage the brand to be explicit about saying no to every other reseller who may be interested in selling the product on Amazon. But unless there is an online reseller policy that clearly indicates who does or does not have permission to sell the brand on Amazon, then you're right. The brand will be in a situation where it may be competing against a number of other companies, including some of its own authorized resellers who are trying to make a few extra bucks selling a few extra units on Amazon. 
it's not a good idea to be in a situation where you're competing against your own resellers because not only does that create a channel conflict, but you've also got a situation where only one company at any given moment is going to be selected by Amazon as the seller who gets the sale. So if, if you and four of your resellers are all competing on the same listing to get the sale, there's four companies who aren't getting the sale and only one that is. Well, there's an algorithm Amazon uses to determine which of the different companies offering the product will get the sale. This is an algorithm called the buy box algorithm. And according to that algorithm, one way to beat everybody else is to drop your price. And if you drop your price, then everybody else is going to see that you dropped your price, and they may choose to drop their price as well. Forget about whether it's allowed under a map policy. They may still do it anyways, and we see a lot of this kind of nonsense where companies will drop their price after hours or on weekends when they think the brand is not paying attention. But no matter what happens, if everybody's looking for ways to drop price, whatever brand equity you've developed as a company, that's going to quickly vanish, and it's going to be a very quick drop to the bottom where whoever does get that sale really isn't making any meaningful margin and may not necessarily choose to continue to sell your product long-term because there's not much money to be made. Is it possible for brands, and also in some cases brick-and-mortar retailers that want to offer some of their products on Amazon, is it possible Mm -hmm. for them to assert control over which products are on Amazon and which ones they hold back, either for reasons of profit margin or whatever consideration might be? Can you assert that kind of control, or does that get away from you? Most brands don't know how to exert that kind of control. If you have an online reseller policy and you actively police and you say no to retailers, you say no to distributors, you punish retailers and distributors that break your policies, if you actively do those things, then you may be in a position to slow down how quickly some of your products become available on Amazon. But the reality is very, very few brands have such tight control over distribution that they know where every unit of product has ultimately gone. Many units of product do not end up with consumers. They end up sitting in a channel somewhere waiting for somebody to turn around and sell it. And the Amazon channel is a very easy channel to sell in. Literally anybody can sell. You you and I could each set up our own third-party seller accounts, and by the time this interview is done, we could be up and running selling product. Let's say my grandmother sent me a birthday gift, and I don't like that product, and I decide I want to sell it back on Amazon. I can sell it through my third-party seller account. Well, Who am I to decide what the branding experience is going to look like for this brand? Who am I to decide whether or not the pricing I use is consistent with the pricing the brand wants to see in all of its sales channels? Because it's an open marketplace, Amazon is a a place that invites people to take advantage of the fact that there are distribution leaks for most brands. So in theory, I would agree with you. Yes, a brand can make that decision which parts of their catalog will or won't be on Amazon. But you can only do that if you couple it with extensive policing and the use of an online reseller policy and uh, making decisions around saying no to companies that come to you with purchase orders saying, we'd love to carry your product. Well, if you say yes to everybody, then everybody's got access to your product. Any of those companies could choose to sell the product on Amazon or any other kind of online marketplace. And now you have a challenge where in the short term, your sales may go up. But in the long term, your pricing will likely suffer, and you may not necessarily have consistent branding because all these companies are submitting branded content to show how your product's going to be represented. And the reality is, who knows and who wants to spend the time creating the very best branded content for your products? 
probably uh, you are the only one. You, the brand, are the only one that's going to take the effort to do that. It's important to recognize Amazon is not just a sales channel. It's a branding channel. And Amazon listings get indexed by Google very, very, very highly. And so for companies that are not explicitly managing how their product is branded on Amazon, it is not uncommon for some random Amazon product listing to get indexed higher in Google's organic search results than the brand's own product listings from its own web store. If the brand is selling a few products on its own website, those product listings on that site may not necessarily get top billing on Google. And so now you have a situation where, let's say I am that guy who took a product, took a, a birthday present I didn't want to keep and decided to sell it on Amazon. I take my iPhone out, I take a quick picture of the box, I spend 30 seconds writing a product title and description, and I put that product into the Amazon catalog. If that product listing now gets indexed by Google high enough up that that becomes the dominant online content for the brand, I can't imagine too many brands will be excited about that kind of experience, especially when they have a formal marketing team that takes the time to develop campaigns and push the material out to all of its other brick-and-mortar and its other online channels, all to be superseded by some random sellers listing on the Amazon channel. So what advice do you have to companies to boost their search rankings, either taking them to their own website or to their product being offered directly on Amazon? Separate from whether a brand decides to sell its products on Amazon, I believe every brand must have a branding strategy for Amazon. What that means is the brand takes its content, they load their catalog into the Amazon catalog, they make sure the content is properly optimized. They make sure the content is complete and accurate. Amazon has a program called Brand Registry, where a brand with a U.S. registered trademark can apply for free to get what is called Brand Registry, which basically means the ability to lock down content for product listings using its brand. So if I am a brand and I can load my catalog into Amazon's catalog, I can make sure the content is properly optimized and correct and complete. At that point, I basically recognize that at some point, some unauthorized seller will show up with units of my products and try to sell them on Amazon. Why don't we at least at a minimum make sure that the customer experience, the information that the customer sees about our brand, let's make sure that that information is consistent with everything we do in every other channel. If we make sure the branding is correct, separate from that, we can figure out how do we control distribution, or how do we make decisions about who will or won't sell product on Amazon? But that distribution discussion is a separate discussion than the question around how do we make sure that our brand is properly protected in this huge, huge marketplace with hundreds of millions of customers. Now, Amazon has greatly increased its presence of private label merchandise, sometimes identified yeah, as such, as in Amazon yeah. Essentials, and sometimes not identified as such. There are many mm -hmm. brands out there that are essentially Amazon. You wouldn't know that by looking at them. Now, of course, competing with private labels is nothing new for brands. has been doing it in big box stores for decades. But now they're doing it on Amazon, and if someone searches for their product and maybe the second thing to come up will be a private label brand that's cheaper, and maybe buyers want to go for that instead. So how do you protect your brand against this kind of competition? There's two types of private label brands on Amazon. There's the private label brand that Amazon owns, and then there's the thousands of private label brands that have grown up on the Amazon channel by various types of entrepreneurs who've decided to build their own brands and use Amazon as the primary sales channel. Both of these types of competitors exist for basically any type of class of product on Amazon. 
the reality is it's very hard to protect yourself against the private label seller who decides to build his or her own brand. But the reality is most national brands have a bigger advertising budget or they may have more comprehensive online digital assets that they can use to create higher quality listings. But online resellers who build their own brands are getting very sophisticated in learning the ways of Amazon. And quite frankly, we see national brands not doing as well when it comes to playing by the Amazon rules in terms of getting proper listings in place and doing the right kind of advertising to drive traffic to your listings. Typically, large multi-channel brands don't do as well a job on Amazon. Now, the question around Amazon private label brands, this is a very, very difficult situation for any type of brand. Amazon has all the search and purchase data from its customers. They use that search and purchase data to figure out where there are product gaps. Where are their products where lots of customers search, but very few ever convert? And what are the types of price sensitivities that customers have for different types of products? Amazon can find these product gaps, figure out how big the gaps are. Then they can turn around and go and build their own private label brands. They're happy to go and build 10, 15, $20 million a year brands that fill these gaps of customer demand. And oh, by the way, Amazon as a company, they don't really need to make that much margin because historically Wall Street has allowed them to make very little margin. So you've got a company that has all the data that allows them to find all the product gaps. They have the ability to sell the product without having to make much margin. And because they know exactly which customers were looking for products like this in the past, Amazon can market to the exact customers that have expressed some type of interest in this class of product. The Amazon private label business is a devastatingly effective business in terms of going after any type of national brand. And so I, I wish I had better news for your audience around how do you protect yourself against Amazon brands. It's very, very difficult to do this. One area where I would take some time as a brand is to make sure that your listings are properly optimized because if they're properly optimized, then they're going to convert at least at the expected rate. So 100 people look at your product page and 5% of them choose to buy. A 5% conversion is pretty good. Well, if your listings aren't very good at all, you, know, you might end up with 1% conversion. If you have 1% conversion, Amazon's looking for those high-traffic, low-converting situations, and they will build their private label brands around those types of scenarios. So if you can at least ensure that your brands convert reasonably well so that you're not creating this high-traffic but low-converting situation, then Amazon is less likely to go after your business first and instead pursue some other type of class of product that has this high-traffic, low-conversion scenario. Well, I want to expand on that question a little bit to ask you about the future of brands in the age of Amazon and the question of whether mm -hmm. Amazon itself becomes the real brand. Now, we have fulfillment by Amazon now. Today, Amazon just announced a partner delivery service where it's franchising its brand for delivery. Yes. Name Amazon yes. and becomes the name. And given the fact that customers are often very fixated on price, can brands even survive in the age of Amazon? I think it's important to understand what survive means. Amazon is a transactional marketplace. So if brands learn how to create high-quality content, they control who's selling their products so that the products are always in stock and they're at fairly stable prices, then the brand should be able to generate a lot of transactions and sales. Amazon owns that customer. As long as Amazon owns the customer and the data behind that customer, Amazon will certainly have an advantage over any brand. 
But the reality is there's 300 million customers shopping on Amazon. And so for a brand to come in and say, I've got really good product, really good listings and marketing behind those products, I'm going to get in there and get at least my fair share of traffic and customer sales for the class of products that I sell. I mean, Amazon could be a very good channel for that. But Amazon always has the upper hand because they've got access to data and they've got the ability to create alternatives that they brand themselves and sell at much lower margins than anything that a normal brand would want. But most brands have no choice but to play to some extent with Amazon, correct? If you're a brand of any level of interest across customers, any level of popularity, your brand's going to be on Amazon anyways. And so, yes, in many ways, you don't really have a choice as to whether you participate on Amazon. But participation can mean you manage your branding or you manage sales or you control the sales yourself because you've removed other sellers from being able to sell on Amazon. Or it could mean you've selected an authorized reseller to be your representative and do all the things according to the Amazon algorithms and play that game better than any of your competitors do today. So when we say, do you have a choice whether you participate on Amazon, I think any successful physical product brand, it's very difficult for that brand to say, I have no interest in ever participating on Amazon. We've seen certain types of very, very high-end luxury brands stay away from Amazon, but these are the same types of brands that do have very tight control over distribution, can at least afford slightly to stay away from Amazon because they know that diverted product isn't going to show up on Amazon. But for every other brand out there that does have multiple retailers and distributors and access points to getting product, yes, it's very difficult to stop your product from being on Amazon, and hence, you need to have an Amazon strategy. Well, James Thompson of Buy Box Experts, I want to thank you so much for sharing your views on just how brands can survive and build their brands in the age of Amazon. We will link to your book, The Amazon Marketplace Dilemma, in the show notes to this episode. But for now, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much for having me today, Bob. That was my conversation with James Thompson of BuyBox Experts, talking about how brands can stand out on Amazon. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Any comments or suggestions on this or any episode, email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. See you next time.